in our society, mistakes are so looked down upon. It's like this idea of failure, but oftentimes it's what we need to do to get successful. And I think that having a great culture is letting people be able to do things that they want and enjoy and make mistakes and it'd be okay. Um, but in the end, you know, we are doing something to build a business and we are helping those business goals. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. One of the topics that we do cover a lot in this podcast, but that's because we have a lot to say about it. And there's a lot to break down, to unpack is uh, all things related to company culture and also sort of the connection between company culture, future of work and successful organizations. And we don't get tired of this topic simply once again, because there's so much work to do around company culture, around preparing people, preparing the workforce, preparing organizations for the future of work. So these are very exciting conversations to have. And I'm going to have this conversation today uh, with somebody who is very passionate about the space of people, the space of HR, uh, the space of culture and future of work, and now leading the people operations team at Stadium. So Abby, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hi, thank you so much. I'm doing great. Very excited to be here today. As you mentioned, can't stop talking about this topic. So <laughs> excited to be here and happy to explore everything in that realm. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, thank you so much for being here. I am excited about the conversation. And let me begin by asking you this. I know you are very passionate about uh, culture, company culture. What excites you the most when, when you think about company culture? What comes to mind? Yeah, I think the the first word that comes to my mind is just opportunity. Um, mm. Opportunity to not only give employees and team members the ability to be themselves, but also the opportunity to really create awesome connections, create awesome um, just ways for people to engage and actually have fun. And I know it's work, but to really just be the, like, you know, um, to get to know each other better, but then to really succeed in what they do in the business. So there's, there's a lot of things that come to my mind, but that's first off. Yeah. How, how do you build that kind of culture? How do you build a culture where those things that you're mentioning actually happen? Right. Yeah. I think there's a few ways. Um, it's definitely something that starts, I always say like top down. So kind of, you know, your management team or the people that start the company, whoever is really like the voice and at stadium, we love everyone to have a voice. Um, so we're really unique in that sense, but it does start with people that are passionate about it. And then second off, it is about building those opportunities to create it. So I also say like onboarding is the first <laughs> step <clears throat> in culture building. So onboarding is your first introduction for the employee. And it's really that way of saying, okay, here's who we are. Here's what you can be and what we really want this company to be like, help us be that together. Yeah. Um, so, and then from there, you know, it is just those opportunities, whether it's like team building events or different kind of things that will help people feel um, connected, but then also to be themselves. Yeah. yeah no, I, I I love that. And and there, there are people who have had the experience of working with great company culture. And mm -hmm. there are people who have the sort of the opposite experience, right? And, yeah. and of working in very sort of crappy uh, right. you know, company culture. So 
just just help me uh, imagine here for an individual for for an employee what happens when a company culture is great i mean what does the what does it feel like uh because yeah i i want them to know that maybe they think that they have it maybe they don't know if they have it right. maybe they are like you know what does it look like because i want to help build it so how does it feel yeah. to have that great company culture for for each employee yeah yeah so i think number one it's uh transparency and openness it, it's the feeling that the employee has <clears throat> connected to the company yeah. in the sense that they are understanding what's going on. There's this transparency and openness towards the business goals and objectives. And then also for the employee to actually be able to make mistakes and it be okay. You know, I think that in our society, mistakes are so looked down upon. It's like this idea of failure, but oftentimes it's what we need to do to get successful. And I think that having a great culture is letting people be able to do things that they want and enjoy and make mistakes and it'd be okay. Um, but in the end, you know, we are doing something to build a business and we are helping those business goals. So I think that's definitely one element of it. And then I think the other is just really having people be able to be, like I said, be themselves and open up um, with their colleagues, but then also with their team leads, with um, our management team, you know, being able to say like, I want to do this and I'm happy to do it. And I don't feel scared or, you know, like a sense of intimidation or anything. Yeah. Um, those I think are the keys to a great culture. Um, and I always like to say like engagement, um, <laughs> yeah. but just having people feeling like they're a part of something and they're actually making an impact, you know? Yeah, I I, I love that. And um, th there's a book that actually you're making me think about right now. It's called An Everyone's Culture. I can't remember the name of the authors. I, I mm -hmm. have it somewhere in my in my uh, <laughs> shelf here. Yeah. Um, and what it says is that, you know, people, people go to work and they have to spend energy in doing their work and they have right. to spend energy in faking who they are because yeah. failures, mistakes are looked down upon or looked, you know, uh, are frowned upon or are uh, punished in the organization. Right. And they have to be faking it to sort of make other people feel and think that they know what they're doing, that they don't make mistakes, that they have right. it all figured out. And that's yeah. exhausting. You know, I mean, it's exhausting to live and to yeah. work that way every day. Um, yeah, 100%. You know, so what, what, what do you think about that? I mean, what do you think about sort of, um, I, you already mentioned something, but I, I want to unpack it a little bit more. How, how can we help mm -hmm. people be more of who they are, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it, it comes down to a couple of things, but it does start with that first day, that first week, and just explaining to people, like, we <clears throat> are here to help. We are here to make this business successful, and it is okay to make mistakes. But in the grand scheme of things, like, it's going to happen, you know? And I think people get this type of like micromanagement happen with their team leads or with the management team. And it doesn't allow for, you know, this authenticity, like it allows people to actually be scared and to fake it and try to seem like they're perfect. And, yeah. and then when something goes bad, then it's like, oh gosh, it's like the end of the world. Yeah. But in the other case, if it's, you know, we're open to those things happening, then it's not such a big deal. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it's as if like people are just being themselves. Yeah. And then I think the other part of it is really like 
asking questions, people asking questions of each other, getting curious, um, you know, staying really like unique in the sense of they're wanting to get to know each other, actually wanting to get to know who the person is and making them feel like they can be totally open. Yeah. And it really does come down to like those interactions that, you know, either HR or the management team builds for people. So you're talking about those team building events. You're talking about those in-person meetups, like every opportunity we have to get to know each other is just a way for people to open up more and more um, and be themselves, you know, and, you know, not have to fake it um, because it's not the end of the world. (laughs) And it's it's exhausting. You know, I know, I know that that, that expression of fake it till you make it, it became a big thing um you know uh, it's become a big thing over the past few years i just think it's right. just the worst advice ever given yeah. to any organization right because it, yeah. it's just uh pretending that we're not on a journey of learning we're not on a journey right. uh, journey of growth both yep. individually and organizationally and yeah. uh it, it just doesn't work right it's, it's just so, right. so much energy uh, let me switch gears a little bit here um and, and get your thoughts around future of work and especially in the context of company culture, because we, yeah. when, whenever somebody thinks about the future of work, what they think about is technology. They think about oh, all yeah. oh, yeah. robots, yeah. we're gonna be working with machines and technology, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yes. But, but the yeah. reality is that the future of work is much more than that. And among oh, yeah. those things, it includes, you know, building people, a, you know, people building mm-hmm. a company, a culture that allows people to be themselves, you know, to, to grow, to flourish and whatnot. So right, what right. comes to your mind when we talk about future of work? Yeah. So I think that, like you said, this topic has different ways that people yeah. have th- thought about it. Um, but honestly to us, it, it comes down to the root of like giving people what they want to succeed and what they can have to succeed. And I think that is flexibility. It is transparency. It is allowing people to work from anywhere, work on whatever time zone they can make their work happen. And it gives people just this ability to live their lives. Like I think the future of work is actually the future of just living what their lives the way they want it. And in in that comes just happiness. I think that the biggest success people have is when they're really happy and passionate about the work they do. Um, And, you know, there's this psychological term called flow, which is when people are in that state of flow, they are truly like happy and passionate about the work they're doing. And they're just grinding, they're getting it done because they're so focused. And I think that really the future of work is actually just people being happy because it's allowing for more flexibility, for more openness, for just ways that we can do things more efficiently that can give people then more free time um, yeah. to live their lives. Yeah, what's what's interesting about, uh, you know, what you're saying is that um, we are so far removed from actually thinking about future work in those terms. Right. Uh, because all that we've been thinking about is optimizing processes, making them more, you know, uh, right. you know, getting more output out of, you know, less, less input. <laughs> uh, and then I think yeah. about, yeah, but what about the humans? You know, what about helping people yeah. find passion uh, in what they do that flow? I, by the way, I love the concept of flow. I mean, I, I, I read, uh, Mihai Shiks and Mihai books um, oh, yeah. on flow a couple of times and um, yeah, love those concepts. It's fascinating. And, and and to me, that is a real uh, future of work that will unleash 
uh, sort of right. people's people's potentials and people's uh, power. So how do we do that in the workplace? Uh, you know, do you have any maybe like two or three tips for HR to create yeah. that kind of future of work today? Yeah. So I think the one thing that um, comes to my mind is just actually staying really curious yeah. and getting people to talk about what they love to do. And within Stadium, we don't just put people into a team, into a function, into a skill set that they do for the rest of their lives. What we have is the ability to move around and throughout the company and find what they want to do that they're really passionate about. Because like we were saying, that's what's going to lead to the most success and efficiency. So we're not just blocking people in. And I think that's, um, you know, they, this new modern HR, it's like transferable skills. It's about allowing people, you know, instead of just leaving the company and going to do something else somewhere else, they could do it here, just move yeah. them to a different team. Yeah. So that's, you know, one part of that. Um, and I think it also comes down to the opportunities and events and, um, you know, things that you're planning that will allow people to open up more and, show them they can, you know, work from anywhere, you know, yeah. we're not tied to a specific office or, you know, we're not tied to a specific, really specific time zone. We have a yeah. global team and it's giving people that ability. It, you know what I think it is? <laughs> it's freedom. It's just freedom yeah. to really say like, Hey, we trust you. We are, know you're going to get your work done and we know that you are going to be successful. Why am I going to say, Oh, you have to this hours, this day, you know what I mean? It's yeah. giving people that trust, then that allows them to go and do amazing things. Yeah. So that's where HR comes into it because it I think you often have to like talk managers through that. Because yeah. you're like, you have to Wait, convince what? Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just kind of like show like, okay, like we can, they're all adults. We're all adults yeah. here. We can trust people that they're going to show up and get their work done. Um, And I don't really care where they're at or when they do yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah, that's a couple of tips. <laughs> well, no, I, I I love the concept of uh, freedom. I, again, you know, it's uh, it yeah. resonates a lot with me uh, because for forever, I think even before knowing the theories and the uh, and the uh, um, you know the foundations of of uh, of freedom in the workplace and flexibility and all this, I believed right. in this right because you know I have my own very unique kind of a schedule that I like to work yeah. and I yeah. worked in, I worked in places where they didn't let me do this. And I'm like, but why right. are you forcing me to work in a, in a schedule that is totally unproductive for me? Right. Um, so exactly. you're, you're basically setting me up for failure and you're losing yeah. money by, by doing that I because do. you're paying me, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah. um, so totally. this is fascinating. And I think we have a great opportunity, like you're saying from HR, to build yeah. sort of this company culture and this future of work that you're talking about. So yeah. Abby, thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing thank all you. these very inspiring insights uh, uh, yes. with me and the community. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was awesome to chat. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR podcast. And I will see you all soon. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.